welcome to another episode of Heart of Purpose podcast. I have Jody from Love and the Outcome. Hello, Jody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm good. I am so thankful, so grateful to have you on today because I want to just hear more of your story of your journey to where you are now because I know there was a lot of bumps in the road, but you are here and you are just offering so much encouragement in your songs and in your life and in everything that you share on social media. I just love it. So I would love to first just introduce yourself and who you are, and then we can dive into some of the music because I want to hear about everything, all of it. <laughs> love it. It's like a girl tea party and everyone just yes. in. <laughs> I love it. Coffee. It's a coffee date. Coffee date. My coffee is on the way. My handsome husband is bringing it and I cannot wait. Oh, good. Um, I actually, ironically, it's like one o'clock here and I'm still drinking my coffee because I'm just sipping on it. You just got to reheat. You just reheat and you just keep going. (laughs) Before I had kids and like we were just saying, before I had to show up in real time for my life, like in the middle of the mess and just do it, reheating my coffee was like, forget that. I'll just make a new one. Totally, right? I'm like, reheat, let's go. Who has time for that? (laughs) Seriously. Well, yeah, I am so thrilled to meet you. Um, And I love following along with your journey too, right back. Let's just start from the beginning, I guess, of how did you first get inspired by music and by worship? And has it always been worship or was it, did it just start with music? I would love to hear more about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I... I think looking back, I would never have been able to tell you as a little girl that I was worshiping. I just knew that when I sang, there was this like tingly feeling of like, wow, I just tapped into something way bigger than myself. That's what I did know. And it kept me chasing that down. And I'm still chasing that down. Like I think ultimately what led me to want to know like, okay, who's God? And that's where all my questions started was just like, okay, when I sing, like what's happening? Because it's not just me. And it was this sort of question I've asked myself my whole life. Like what's the difference between a talent and a gift? And Mm -hmm what does that even mean? That big word gifting like gets thrown around so much and confused me a lot as a little girl. So anyway, I, in Sunday school, like my mom would pick me up and she'd be like, how was Jody? Was she well behaved? You know, she'd ask my teachers and they're like, yeah, pretty much except during worship time, she would stand up and tell all her friends to sit down and listen to her sing. <laughs> I don't oh know that That's <laughs> hilarious. You were, you were born a performer. <laughs> no, you know what? And there was a lot of there was a lot of guilt and shame attached to being a female who liked to perform in church. And I think I partially did it to myself. I think partially it was done to me. I think also just a lot of um, church culture was just really male driven. And the word performance had this like negative tone to it. Like, well, make sure you're worshiping and like doing it. Mm, like that makes sense. Yeah, don't be too bold and don't be too like colorful and don't wear those cool dresses and those cool sequined shirts. Like you better just tone it down. And so I feel like the so message, sad. Like, yeah, like toning it down was really was because God doesn't want us to tone it down, right? That's not the God that I know at all. No, but no. that's what I was taught about and sort of taught to fall in line. And so I took piano lessons and that ended up being something God really used as a writing tool, but I didn't really love piano lessons, but it was this tame version, this like appropriate version of 
doing music and performing was, I'll just sit at the piano and do my special music. Uh, <laughs> right. But really I wanted to be up there with like my hands in the air. And yeah. Like, <laughs> so um, now I am, I'm up there with my hands in the air and my microphone and I'm just working it out in real time because these things stick to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a very like contemplative person. So even as a young girl, I was always writing and really like reflecting, which sounds really weird at like eight, you're reflecting, whatever. But um, I love that. But it's amazing because even now in my adult life, I find myself realizing things about when I was young. I, I mean, so much of my struggle of overcoming things is due to when I was young. And it's so sad. That's why we have to be so aware of our children and other people's children. And I don't know, just being an encouragement and in a light and not yep. dimming that light. Cause that's what it happened to you. They were, it was dimming your light. You're right. It's that's really well said. And I am really cognizant of that. You're right. As a mom now, um, because I don't think anybody was intentionally, we can unintentionally dim people's lights. Absolutely. I think you're right. I think it is our job, especially as females now to go and talk up a little bit, talk out and go, you know what? Like, I know that's been said to you, but you go perform that song. You go do that dance. You go do that twirl, you know, like, because performing, honestly, like when I look back in scripture too, performing is really just holding someone's attention. And then it's up to us where we direct that attention. And so for me, the worship aspect is that it's, I'm trying to like, point it all to go, Hey, this is how I have hope. You know, this yeah. is, this is where the skip in my step comes from. This is why I twirl, you know, but I think God loves when we just perform and we just do our thing. And like, I mean, Peter and Paul, I feel like, I don't know my Bible and go all that well. My, my husband, we had it on the I'll just, just talk the way I talk. But when I look at some of those sermons, I'm like, dang, you definitely were a performer. People were walking away. They were standing there. They were riveted. And so I feel like I, I just really, really want to redefine that word and take it out of the negative and put it into the positive. Like we can perform, we can do everything unto him. You know? That's so good. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it, since we are thinking about as we were young, like what would you tell a young girl? Like what would you tell yourself yeah. in those moments if you were feeling like no one is really uplifting you and your talent and your gift. It's a God-given gift. Like how can a young girl or honestly a 34 year old like me, how can we find within ourselves the worth I think, and also the confidence? Cause yeah. I think that's something that is complete. Every day is diminished. The more we, you know, compare or allow negativity in. Yeah, I agree with you. I, oh man, that's such a good question. And I'm talking <laughs> to myself like every day, but, um, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like for a long time, I, I had to work it out. I had to work it out for myself and figure out who I really was anyway, because I was doing cover songs and bars for a long time. I would do like three set cover nights and I'd throw in one of my own songs in the middle of like a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> So good. It was so hard. It was so hard to be courageous. Like you're saying, it was hard. Um, even without all the other voices, just my own courage. Mm -hmm. within. So I'm going to stand up and I'm going to sing my song. And so I think that's what I would say to myself and to everybody listening, whether you're a singer, performer, whatever it is, I think sometimes we grow up and grow out of what we were made for. And so just don't grow up. 
Like don't so go good. out of that. <laughs> Not at all saying you have to attach your calling to your career. I don't think those are synonymous. Um, I'm in a season where I'm getting to getting a paycheck for my passion. Who knows how long that's gonna be the case, right? Uh, sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's coronavirus, and I'm staring out at my trailer <laughs> full of merch that I can't sell. Like so oh, no. like all the time, right? But yeah attached my worth now after working this out for a long time and continuing to my worth isn't attached to what I do as my career but I think what I do in life my passion has to be represented in some way whether I'm paid or not paid yeah and so I would just say to my younger self keep singing like keep showing up with that new song and not everyone's gonna get you but you cannot allow other people getting you to define you and to give you permission to do what you do you just have to do it because otherwise Absolutely. you're waiting your whole life if you're waiting for everyone's applause and for everyone's approval, like you'll never just do your thing. Oh, yes. It's so good. I was just talking with um, Mariella from She Speaks Ministries. And it's funny that this is running kind of parallel because we also were talking about how when we allow God to flow through us, like when we use our gift or our talents or like even a career, like maybe you don't know what your gift is, but if you're using your career to flow, like God's flowing through you. And if you allow it to flow through, it doesn't matter if you reach the masses because right. he may be using you to reach that one person. Yeah, totally. Maybe someone close to you, maybe someone on social media, maybe yeah. someone you may never even know it touched, Yeah, totally. but to keep on showing up and keep on yeah. allowing God to flow through you. So I love, I just love how, the conversations with women, especially always turn to this and being able to like, mm-hmm. like, where do we find our worth? And yeah, um, it's something, I mean, I honestly, like just recently discovered and having yeah. to not care about other people's um, identifying my worth, you know, or allowing them to validate my worth. So mm-hmm. I love that you said that. That's, that's just so good. And I would love to give listeners a background yeah, of sure. everything, um, because a lot of your little, you know, wisdom, your wisdom is really coming from um, where you came from and from the journey to get to this point. And I think so often we can relate to other people when we share the struggle and we, when we share that journey, that journey. So, um, yeah, I would love to hear more about your story and how you sold your condo in Canada and yeah. you, you trucked it across country to Nashville. Yeah. So, it does sound like um, a fairy tale. It sounds made up like we didn't really do that, did we? When you <laughs> to me like that. But um, yeah, we really decided. So I've always lived on guts and faith. Like I think that's just in my DNA. Um, mm-hmm. My dad uh, had some really big successes and some really big failures and wasn't scared to let us in on that. Mm-hmm. And as much as I think he saw that as uh, a negative, all his failing and falling, I have really used that as a bit of a foundation to go, I can, I can go after stuff and failing isn't really failing if it's informing my next step. So good. I just want to pause there and let that sink in because I think for so many people, like it, we, it's a fear of failure, a fear of letting go control and letting go. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Like I have to preach that to myself all the time, even though it was modeled for me. And it's also a reminder to me as a parent that when I feel like I'm failing and falling, Mm -hmm. hopefully if I can just own that and be honest about it, then my kids can one day go, Oh, I saw mom like get up and try again. I love that. That's so good. That's so encouraging, especially for moms. (laughs) Yeah. Cause 
We felt like that. Yeah. I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure we felt defeated every day by something. <laughs> oh yeah. hundred percent. Yes. So, um, I, I really felt as I, I went to nursing school, I tried to do a whole bunch of things that I wasn't really passionate about, but I felt like I needed to choose wisely, like choose something that's going to give you a steady income and a really good thing to fall back on. But I just wasn't passionate. And so I kept getting these little opportunities to sing in studios, do commercials, do okay. um, like whether it was talking or singing, like, can you come in and sell this comfy couch for our furniture company? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. I just like little ways kept giving my yes to singing and finding my voice by using my voice. And okay. um, it just kept leading me deeper, deeper down this road. Um, and I finally got asked in the middle of my second year of college, would you come sing backups and we worship? And it was this really established artist. And I was like, okay, this is going to mean dropping out of school and dropping out of this comfort zone. Like everyone is approving the fact that I'm getting a degree and mm -hmm. I'm going to get some disapproval by doing this road. But I have a feeling this opportunity might not come around again for a Canadian girl living in the middle <laughs> of the prairies with like no females really chasing this down as a viable career. It was really just shown to me as a hobby, like cool, sing at weddings, sing at funerals. That'll be good. I just wasn't satisfied totally. with that. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. So I said yes. And I dropped out of school and ended up traveling around the country, met my husband. He was the bass player in the band. And, um, that's so cute. I love that. I can't even believe it. It sounds so, <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a band and I met my, <laughs> right? it sounds like except the best part is you're the lead singer. <laughs> Girl, true. No one's ever said to me before. I love it. And he wanted it that way. He was, he, this is kind of too much, but he always says he fell in love with my, band. I always love too much though. It always, there's always, yeah. <laughs> well, he was the bass player at the back of the stage and I was in the front and he's like, I just fell in love with that cute butt. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's embarrassing. But that's so I cute. I love that. Still got that butt and, um, so cute. and still rocking it. But yeah. So anyway, fast forward a bit. Um, we were really good friends, fell in love in a minivan and it's like close quarters. So you really get to know the real person and got married a year later. And we were still two separate bands for most of our couple, first couple married years. He was all over the place with his band. They were really um, getting a bit of success. And I was leading worship part-time at my church and saying yes, anytime I could to sing. And eventually his drummer quit his band. And, um, I went and traded in my trumpet at this pawn shop and bought a drum kit for real. I really did this. Oh, wow. He was a, he was a bass player. And I'm like, if I could be a drummer or like play one drum while I played piano, oh maybe we could like make a band. And we did. And so, so this was your idea, which is my idea. Uh, I, even I, that's even cuter. I just love this. I was very strategic. I was like a little unaware, but also very aware of the fact that I never saw my husband and I thought he was really fun to hang with. And I got married to hang out with him. So I'm like, we got, got <laughs> like, we're two bands that we're, this is killing us. We need to join forces. So I legit asked him one weekend, babe, do you want to come play guitar for me? Do you want to just see how this goes? And he's like, yeah, you know what? My drummer oh, just okay. quit. I don't really know what I'm doing. Let's try. And it stuck. Wow, that's so good. That was the beginning of love and the outcome, but we didn't have a band name at that point. We were just two sort of like 
fearless, young, like oblivious young married people <laughs> that, and he said to me like a couple months in, because Winnipeg's sort of geographically in the middle of nowhere. And so it was killing us financially and just yeah. deprived, keeping our day jobs. So he said to me one day, he's like, babe, like rock stars don't have backup plans. What are we doing? This is ridiculous. Rock stars don't, I yeah. love rock stars don't have backup plans. That's so good. But I do. I have a lot of backup plans and I don't know if this is going to work, but he's just very steady. Like a bass player mm-hmm. is just like, let's just give it a shot. Like what could go wrong? And I know all of the things that could go wrong. Right. Totally. But we just went for it. We sold our condo and someone bought it um, fully furnished as a rental property. And wow. it was okay, I'll buy this and I'll give you this much, but I need it tomorrow with all the stuff in it. We're just like, <gasps> Oh my gosh. So that was it. That was the one way ticket. <laughs> ticket. No, looking back, although it was scary at times, it was really good to just throw ourselves in. There was no kids yet. And we just lived in our Jetta for real, like selling CDs out of the trunk of our car, gig to gig. And I could never have seen then. Like, I just couldn't have seen what, like, man, five years down the road, signing a record deal, moving to Nashville, those things were a million miles away. I just knew that I knew that we were building the kingdom. I just knew that. And that was the fuel in the tank. So I love that. Did you know that you wanted to go to Nashville or was there some sort of pull to Nashville or was it kind of like, let's pick a place on the map? (laughs) Exactly. We, we called ourselves purposeful wanderers because we had purpose in our hearts, but we were wandering and we were praying like, God, Chris's mom actually passed away in the middle of all this on our seventh anniversary. We really did feel majorly confused. And I want to be really honest about that to everyone listening. It was not a straight path. Mm -hmm. And we always say the long road is not the wrong road because Mm -hmm. our road is really long and really windy. So to anyone who's confused, like, man, I ditched it all for this dream. And I just thought it was God calling me out. Now I don't even know. Like, just trust me, there will be clarity that will come. Mm -hmm. And it may look different than you thought, but Nashville wasn't even on our radar, to be completely honest with you. Um, We were in Toronto at the time and living, renting $100 a month, um, a little loft space above this person's house. And we got a call to open a tour for a really big band, um, the Newsboys down here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, sure. So we went and opened this tour. We did not know what we, we were so ill-equipped, but we were just passionate. And Michael Tate said, stood side stage and he said to us, you need to come to Nashville. Like, what are you guys doing in Canada? Like we had thought LA, uh, mm-hmm. we'd almost been to LA a bunch of times, almost signed a pop deal a bunch of times. Wow falling through, kept falling through. And yeah, so we're like, okay, he set up a few meetings and we went down and played a few songs in some Christian pop label offices and they signed us on the spot. And that that was the beginning of the love and the outcome story. That's so cool. I love that. But you know what? There's, there's a certain um, element to your entire story and that's that you kept showing up, Hmm. you know, like you kept saying yes and you kept saying yes. And I don't know. I love seeing that and hearing that because like you said, so many people need to hear that right now too, especially with obviously COVID and people losing jobs. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously it's terrible and it's awful, but maybe this is the time to really re Mm. refocus and maybe God's calling you to a, to something else. 
I actually, that's so interesting that you said that because I posted that this morning because I had a gig alert pop up on my calendar that I had forgotten to delete, something that had been canceled because of that. Oh, yeah. And it was that moment of, wow, you would be here doing this thing, making money, selling your seed, doing your thing. There'd be this like, man, I just had a picture of where my life could have been today. Mm -hmm. Where it is. And I started going down the what if road. Oh, what Mm -hmm. if show again. What if we don't make money for a while? What if, what if, what if? And I know we're all having those tendencies to to do that. And clear as day, I really felt Holy Spirit say to me, yeah, but what next? What next? Like what do I have for you next? That's even going to be way more exciting. And if you can put your energy, like we choose where we put our energy, right? Totally. Like it's energy to stress as it does to trust really. Yeah, absolutely. Totally at the stop in my tracks and go, man, I really, it's, I don't want to waste this season on worry and what ifs. I really want to lean into going, man, what's the new, the new thing you're doing, God, you know? And so anyway, that was just a moment. I had No, I love that. And it's so important right now because we have nothing but time right now, you know, like nothing but time to really reflect yeah. and dig deep into where we're supposed to be or what we're supposed to be doing. And I think that's, I think that's important for everyone because I think too, people may look at you and be like, Oh, they're fine. They have their record. They have their book. And then they have all these things like COVID isn't affecting them, but you know, it is important for everyone to know, like it's affecting everyone because like you would have been at a gig, you know, like I would be selling more dresses right now. So we're all being affected. It's just, um, I think having a positive outlook, like you said, and and, and trusting, I think trusting that God's in it, yeah. like he's, he's in this and he, he, he knows what's written. He knows what's happening after this oh, and for us to trust in that. You're right. And showing up, um, it just takes so many different forms. Like I was reflecting this morning with Chris too, that if there's one really cool takeaway, hopefully in this season is that all of us start showing up as ourselves, like True. we start showing up for real in ways that feel right to us. You don't have to show up like a mom, like your neighbor is, or like your mom. Mm-hmm. One. You're like, you just need to show up as a mom the mm-hmm. way you do it. And there's so much freedom, I think, in realizing that no, you don't have to do it like anybody else. You know what I so mean? So true. Sometimes in these seasons, I think it's nice to step back and go, wow, I'm going to dance to the beat of my own drum. Like, what does life to the full look like for me? You know, maybe I've been stressed because I've been actually holding myself to someone else's standard. Yeah. You know, maybe that's where the stress is coming from. But I think that's where the majority of stress comes from for everyone, because what are we stressing about? We're stressing about how we appear or how we look to other people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's in any terms of the word, like whether appearance, finances, career for us as like artists, it's our work. And yeah. Totally. Like if we're not constantly putting out something new or, you know, have the latest person or influencer or whatever posting about it, then it's like, oh no, we're failing. But that's because that's what other people perceive, not necessarily that's your purpose. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah, yeah I remember um, <laughs> going on tour. So fast forward a little bit. So we had our babies in Nashville, signed our record deal, and I never pictured it going this way. Like I didn't picture the timeline of my life 
was very different than the way the timeline <laughs> worked out. And also another encouragement to anybody out there that, yeah, maybe it's just seeing the highlight reel, you know, of everyone's Instagram and stuff. It's so easy. You don't get those in-between moments where they were really struggling with feeling like maybe they were too late to the party or maybe they missed it or maybe their wrong turn meant they were never going to get their turn. Like mm-hmm. I've never done anything in the right order, <laughs> right order, you know, totally and the right order for other people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I had to let that go. And even with having kids, like my mom had kids so young. And so I thought I would too. And yeah. it turned out that I couldn't have my cake and eat it too. And I knew that I really wanted to sing and I wanted to try really hard for this path to work. And when we signed our record deal in Nashville, it was right when I thought we would try and have kids. And oh, wow. I remember talking, talking to Chris and being like, I think we have to press pause on that. I don't think both these dreams can happen right, right now. I think that God will make it all happen in his time. Maybe it's in his hands, but so that was really hard as a female feeling the pressure that like, yeah, to to have babies. That's the like thing. That's Mm -hmm. what I need to do. That's what I'm supposed to do. How on earth are you waiting on that to do this? Mm -hmm. I felt like so much guilt for that. Oh man. I have to try. Yeah. I mean, that's what's so hard too, is I always say, I think my mom or dad or, you know, they always said this. So I just have held on to it, but, or probably like every sermon you've heard, but, um, he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. So like God's timing is not our timing, but when he does show up, it is at the perfect time because it's in his timing. And it's also just having that patience. I think. Yeah. But the patience, but not just the complacency, you know, like actually like going towards things, action, using action to get somewhere. Yeah. Well, I think that's what I like about what you said. Like showing up means that we have thoughts and dreams and we're allowed to show up boldly as women and we're allowed to go, I'm going to try this and Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait to have kids. I'm I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. I didn't permission. I didn't know I had that permission. You know, that's not how it looked for past generations in my so family. True. And um, it's not how it looked, it looked for my mom. She didn't feel that she necessarily had that permission. So yeah, it's so true. Been, yeah, it's been interesting walking this road and being bold and showing up. And now I get these, these two great, amazing little boys that I've written so on them. So cute. And what are their names again? Milo and Ziggy? Milo and Ziggy. Yeah. So cute. Oh. And it's messy and complicated. Like, you know, I never pictured, I thought we would tour and maybe like establish the career and then bring kids in after. And like, no, it all happened at the same time. <laughs> so it's taken a lot of vulnerability to go, okay, I'm either going to show up as a tired mom with bags under my eyes and get on stage and rock what I wore last night to bed. Sunday- <laughs> Or I'm not going to show up at all. Like yeah. I'm going to have to get comfortable with ditching perfect and yeah, ditching what I could do before and just knowing that this is me right now and I'm going to do my best, but I'm going to keep showing up. That's so good. And I, I love it because I think everyone strives for perfect, but really, so then, so then you're just sitting in this season of life, not doing a thing because you're afraid right. that you're not going to reach other people's standards, you know, I mean, I'm with you. I, I'm all about showing up however I am because as a mama to little, like we're, we're in the season of life of like young kids. 
Yeah. So it's very tiring. <laughs> and there's it's lots of emotional highs and lows. <laughs> um, you're, you're totally right. And if we're waiting to do all the things till it is perfect, until the makeup's done and the hair is perfect, and yeah, we're just never going to show up, right? Never. Like even for, I, I just want to mention this too, just because we're on the topic, but even for me, um, doing, doing this podcast alone, like actually being vulnerable, vulnerable to share more, um, of my faith and my story. Like that was even, I was procrastinating because I'm like, oh, well, you know, like, I don't know verse the way other people do. Like, I'm not a scholar. I'm not a theology. Like I'm not a pastor. I didn't go to Bible school. Right. And then, and then I'm like, forget it. Like, I don't need any of that. I just love Jesus and I need to share that. <laughs> so that's, I hope that's the tagline under the description. Of the <laughs> I really, really hope it is because that's what, but it's, but it's like, it, I'm telling you though, and listeners, like it took a while and I hate that the enemy kept trying to stop me, you know, even like posting prayers and stuff. Like I have a bunch of prayers in my phone. But yeah. I got stopped a couple times because I'm like, this is, do people want that? Like, you know, I don't know. I'm not ready. I have no makeup on. I don't look, I don't look equipped. And I think that's the devil telling us that we're not equipped, you know, but God equips us with everything we need. Yeah. I'm like having my own revelation. Cause I'm like, gosh, I just need to. You go girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you said everything you said and you are empowering every other woman out there who has really limited themselves to take the limits off yeah every single time you show up you are helping them show up yeah same and same to you like so uh, good. yes I know we should talk about your music because that's where you're really showing up too is I mean I just I even loved that I woke up and you had a live um worship <laughs> session I'm like that's amazing like just it's a feel, you know, like waking up to listen to that is such an encouragement to start the day. I'm yeah, uh, that was so good. But, it, and I love that you're doing Worship Wednesdays on your podcast and yeah. which is Love and the Outcome. So check it out. Um, yeah. And you have a new album. Yeah. These are the days. Yeah, we yeah. do. So we, thank you. Thanks for yeah. encouragement. It's yeah. It's funny, like, I don't know if people sometimes tell you, like, you probably hear this all the time, but I just need to tell you about that. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, you don't understand. Like, that's really, we all need the encouragement. That's so funny because I literally just got one today because I had posted my second podcast and I was like, oh, I'm still, you know, it's new to me. And so I'm like, I hope it's, you know, at least getting one person. Like, I don't care. I hope at least one person is getting something from it. And then it's like the person's like, you, you probably are getting so many. I'm like, actually, no, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I think that's when we have to build each other up as women because we just assume things. And um, yes, it's we assume like I assume that you get messages all the time because I think you're great. Right. But that does. But I think a lot of times as women, too, we just assume that. And then we're like, oh, she doesn't need my encouragement. And it's like, you're totally right. What? The whole podcast, you're right. Don't assume because we do that. I throw my assumptions around all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that Chris knows he looks hot right now. I'm sure he knows that, mm-hmm. I, that he works on his body so that I'm attracted <laughs> to him, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. Probably not. He probably doesn't. Mm-hmm. And he probably needs to hear you tell him again. Yeah. 
you know, I probably need to send that message to my friend because they came to mind and I want, I meant to say it and I didn't, I'm sure they know. Yeah. yeah isn't it? It's so funny. I, I was, I'm going to go back to, even when you were worshiping, when you were a young girl, you're like, you know, God like loves praise. So do we, he created us, you know, he created us in his image and in his light. So of course we're going to want praise as well, but we also want he wants us to use that praise to glorify him, but no, you're totally right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like sometimes we, (laughs) I don't know how this is connected, but somehow my brain (laughs) is connecting these two thoughts, but that come most naturally to us. We don't identify as gifts in our own life. Mm, That's good. They just seem natural. And so we don't, we don't give them that place to go. Mm -hmm. I should do this. I should work on this because it just kind of feels like, Oh, Eh, whatever that thing I just sing or whatever. And so I think sometimes I undermine that too. And like, Oh, worship Wednesdays or worship in the morning, like whatever, but that's really, Oh my gosh, I'm tone deaf and I have the worst. Well, I'm self-diagnosing myself, but Chris says I'm tone deaf because (laughs) I have the worst voice ever. So I admire music and everyone feels something with music. And that's like, Oh my gosh, I just love all your songs and um, the one though that always stands out is the God I know, <laughs> because um, yeah, right. Because I just can always feel the beat, and I can always like hands up, <laughs> you know, yeah. worries. Down. Well, that's the funny thing that was like this phrase that just popped out of my mouth, and I don't think I realized how sticky it would be, and how much I needed to throw my hands up because that was the season. When that song came out, we were on the road with Sadie Robertson doing a tour with a newborn. And oh my gosh, I was like not fit in the skinny jeans and just like nothing was up to the perf- perfection standard I'd previously held myself to. And I don't think I knew how badly I needed a fun song. You know, yeah. I just needed to dance, have a dance party every night. And so it's funny. I don't think I knew when we wrote it that it was for me as much as it was for anybody else. It was yeah. just something I needed to sing over myself. Like, and it's, it's interesting too, because the things that we say and the things that we pray about, we sometimes want immediate answers, but I think what I've come to realize is that even if I don't get an immediate answer or realization about my prayer in the moment I pray it, we've set a course by speaking something out that we're allowing the Lord to do that thing in our life. Like my prayer for that song and our prayer for that, these are the days record was freedom that people would realize they're not just saved, but they're free. They're set free because we were encountering so much in ourselves and in our fans, just this, these limits we had on ourselves and these like, Oh, I better be safe. And I better armor up when I talk to God and I better just always put my best foot forward. And like, Mm. I just felt this lack of freedom in worship and, and just in life, just being able to to just throw your hands up and your worries down. And, and that was actually all the testimony we got back from that song was, wow, I've been in church my whole life and I've never put my hands in the air. But when I heard Oh my, my gosh, song, really? And well, no, I mean, I believe it. I believe it. I'll just uh, see them. And I that, believe it, yeah. You're just like, oh my gosh, we prayed that prayer over that record. And you just think it's this little prayer you're putting out into the world, but it's no prayers are little and like no, God answers in such amazing ways, right? Absolutely. I think we see that in, in all of our lives, you know, but it's always in hindsight. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's like two years down the road, you're like, oh, 
Thank you, God. Like that's what I was praying for. <laughs> right. Freedom, right. Freedom. I love that. I feel like that's what we need these days, right? In quarantine, we need some freedom. <laughs> uh, one thing though about quarantine too, I've mentioned, which is why your song is so good, is um we might be locked up, but that doesn't mean our spirits have to be. And so we, you know, we can find freedom in the presence of our home, you know, because God is everywhere and we really can yeah show up to him so that's so good I, I agree I feel like that that's hopefully happening like our prayer for these worship Wednesday nights is like anything that felt stressful and heavy outside of God's pre- presence doesn't feel heavy in his presence yeah it's so it's so true really amazing to me like I knew that in my head but I feel like going from head to heart is that process and honestly that's why I wrote the book and I know that like we haven't talked about it yet, but just- Oh no, but I do want to talk about it. (laughs) Oh, well, it kind of, that was the heartbeat of it for me. It was going as a new mom with a lot less time than I used to have Mm -hmm. to do devotions and just soak and just be in his presence. I am in need of some quick communication. I'm in need of how do I pull this promise down into my situation? Like everything was just um, a little more desperate and a little less time. And so that's how the book came about. I was like, how do I go from first my reading my verse of the day and it's in my head to moving it into my heart, to moving it into my feet so I can walk it out. That's my prayer for every woman reading the book, every guy too, but that these would just be practical promises that instead of like, man going, oh, my situation is grim today and I'm overwhelmed that we go, okay, I may feel overwhelmed. And that's a true feeling, but the truth is that he's my Prince of Peace and I can pull my verse of the day into my situation. And all of a sudden my perspective shifts. So it's just a perspective shift book. That's what I'm hoping it is. Kind of like what you said, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. I'm not an author. I felt like so, I had so many limits on myself, like such lies that I was telling myself, like, I can't write a book. I don't, I'm not, I don't do that. I sing, but I just kept feeling this feeling this like nudge. And I always say like, Holy spirit and my husband, don't let me off the hook. Like they're just in my corner. Right. And so anyway, that's my prayer is just that it would be a perspective shift in real time for people that read it. I'm so excited to read the book. It's called You Got This, and it's a guide to ditching perfect and showing up in real life, which I love. And I love that you said everything because I'm a mom and I feel like it's really easy to give up the time you used to have with God because you're tired. You have a you have all of these other needs to give to your children and it's it's hard to show up. So I'm really glad you wrote this because mom is, mom is needed. Everyone needs it in this day of age. Like, right. We don't need more guilt. We don't need more like, like there'll be a season again, I'm sure where we can do like a Beth Moore Bible study that takes an hour. Like I love her and I loved when I had time to do some of that stuff. I just, now isn't that season. And so instead of feeling guilty about it, I'm just gonna like, you know, when your season shifts, but you haven't shifted your behavior. Absolutely. So you're just, I guess, you're just like, why is this so hard? And God is never shaking his finger at us or calling us out. He's going, it's okay to shift. Oh, yeah. It's okay that you only have five minutes. Like, oh, I love that. Yeah. I know. It's like, even just in the shower, like, what are you going to think about? Are you going to think about your to-do list or are you going to pray? I mean, I have to, I have to remind myself too, because 
I know that I'm a better, you know, mother, I'm a better partner, I'm a better person when I actually take a moment of rest for my mind (laughs) and and giving your worries and everything to God. So I think your book is really going to be able to do that. And you did it all on a Kickstarter campaign. So I'm glad that it worked out for you. That's so incredible. So, so incredible. It was really so happy. It felt really, especially because I've been writing it over the last two years, but I had no idea it would end up coming out during COVID. And I was just, all the apprehension, all the like, why am I asking people to give their hard-earned money to this in this season? Yeah. And then instead, like you said, God's timing's good timing. Mm-hmm. And it just, that's, you have to, because with Kickstarters, I'd never done one before, but you like put in the application and do the whole thing and you don't, it takes several months. And so it just, happened. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. The timing just happened to line up with the season that we're all in quarantine. And so I was really apprehensive. And instead I've gotten message after message of like, just when I needed a pick me up for it. Just oh, so good. So praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And it's, it's such a testament though, too, of God is validating too, like mm-hmm. what you're doing, like you were showing up and then he's going to bless you through that. Yeah. Cause what if you didn't put that out there? Like they wouldn't have that encouragement and God wouldn't be able to use the book to reach other people. So I think the whole message we've learned today from you is really being able, like show up into your life for God to use you as a vessel. So that's so, so, so encouraging. Very, very encouraging. I feel like I could talk to you all day. (laughs) Motherhood, music, um, life, business, everything. But um, it's really exciting to see how God's working in your life and in your music and also just in everything. I love the intersection of two girls showing up as they are and just going, here's my offering. I agree. Led us to this conversation and man, if that's all that it leads us to, if showing up just leads us to more of this, how great is that? I agree 100%. Thank you. That's even like encouragement for me. So I, I appreciate that. And um, for listeners too, it's like, how can we show up in our uh, our friends' lives? How can we show up in other women's lives? And, you know, that doesn't have to be, because obviously we're in quarantine. So that doesn't have to be physically showing up. How can we support them in a way that they need? I mean, just even saying, you know what, you're beautiful because we don't tell women that very often because we assume that they hear it all the time. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, so, so right now, send a little note to your friend <laughs> or your family member. Got your phone, send it yeah. to you. You're so right. Yeah. So um, since the podcast is all about living in purpose and finding that heart of purpose, um, I would just love to ask, like, how do you find purpose in your everyday? Mm-hmm. How do you live with that heart of purpose? That's really good. I think sometimes multitasking is my worst enemy. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and I, we have to be in some ways mm-hmm. as moms, right? We're, we are, we need to be able to do that, but I'm really trying in this quarantine season. Um, and I think what's taught me well is having to divide my time between a road life and a home life. I've needed to learn how wherever I am, be all there. You know that mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Are be all there, and just to be present gives me purpose. When I love that. Be present to my kids, and just put those boundaries around my time, so that when I need to show up as an artist, I can fully show up. And my kids may burst in the door, and that's okay. But I'm being present to this thing and intentional. Yeah. 
And then how do I put a boundary around that time so that when I'm with my kids, I'm not multitasking and present to them. That's so important. Um, so, so important for everyone and myself um, because in quarantine, it's hard to with um, dividing that time. Yeah. But I, I, I've noticed even in myself because it's hard because Chris and I can both work from our phones. Yeah. But I've noticed too, if I just set my phone down and I don't even care to look at it, my sons are like so happy to just have all my attention, you know, and then it makes them have like better moods. They're happier. So we don't have to go through emotional lows, you know? Yeah. I know. Just putting down that phone and like really, um, yeah, just being intentional, but it's tricky. It's hard. It is hard. That's a great question. Just trying to be present and being present really does give me purpose and it gives me clarity. So try that. That's so good. Well, thank you so very much for joining me today. I, I just am so excited for you and for everything that's to come. I just love following you. So how can people follow you? How can they get the book and download the album? I love it. Um, so we're on our socials. It's us, not anybody else. And I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> so it's love and the outcome spelled out. And then I started my own just personal account because I felt like, man, I want to talk more about body image and all the things women struggle with, which yes. I can't do as much when it's just a band page. I felt like I needed to do my own thing too. So um, I am Jody King. On as well. And then um, the Kickstarter is active for a little bit longer. So you can just find it if you go oh, to good. Kickstarter. You got this. Um, you can find it there. And then I think that's all you got. Oh, yeah, there's the music's out there anywhere you download yeah, it. It's so good. Yeah, you can find it. We just put out six new songs during just before quarantine to give people something fresh to listen to. So um, you can find that you got this EP on Spotify or Pandora or wherever you are. Oh, good. Oh, I love that. So I'm going to go listen to that and get your book and follow your personal. I didn't know that. So I'm going to go ahead and follow you on Jody. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much again. And I look forward to chatting some more later. I loved it. You're doing a fantastic job. I had such a blast. Thanks so much. Well, I hope you enjoyed our conversation just as much as I did talking with Jody. And I really just felt like I was sitting down with a friend discussing our personal life and all the struggles that we have in motherhood and career and just identity. And so I hope you really enjoyed it. And I hope that you go follow her because she's fantastic. And I just want to end in a little prayer. So dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for everyone listening. I thank you for Jody. I thank you for love and the outcome. I thank you for her music and her lyrics and all of the praise. Lord God, I just pray that you fill the lives of those listening and that you allow us to show up imperfect to seek you, to use our gifts, and to truly live this life that you want for us. And I just pray this in your holy name. And you guys, I just pray that you have a beautiful day. And until next week, bye.